1: At how many fans start showing up? So visit Scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. You know, ordinarily it's accomplishments rookie of the year. Here it's dung. TCL is a
2: proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Well, the left field going back is Arise at the wall, leaping and making the catch up against the fence. Luis Arise with a great catch
3: for out number two. Slap to left, a base hit. Two runs will score. Polanco comes through. A double to make it four to nothing. A high blast to left field. Garver has done it again.
0: Uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami back at full strength on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Where uh, the driver of the Bomba Bus, Rami Maklouf, has come back, back in the driver's enemy seat, enemy territory, yes sir, yeah, yep. and uh, he graces us with his presence here today. <laughs> You're welcome. So, so there's, and we're gonna. By the way, Rami, Rami came in hot on the Twin Show today. I did with a Bomba Bus. It was the state of the Bomba Bus address. Yeah, that's that's a better way. I was gonna say rant, but like I think address a is probably
3: right because yeah. a lot of things happened. Since I left for Milwaukee for the weekend and took a day off, a lot of things happened in the Twins world. Yeah. And I kept, I was getting a lot of tweets, including. Yeah, most of them weren't good. (laughs) Most of most of the things that transpired weren't good, <laughs> including from my cohort, John Zalgand here, who upon I think the, it was about uh, the Michael Pineda suspension. Tweeted me. Eventually, you'll learn, Rami. This is this is Minnesota sports in a nutshell, mm-hmm. right here. Just yeah. when you start getting your hopes up. Well, I,
0: let's go down that that path for a second. Right. Just when you just when you get your hopes up, mm-hmm. not with twins and World Series, and like we'll we'll get to some of that here, and we also will definitely be talking Vikings Packers on the show today. But last night, the Yankees hit a bunch of home runs, and they have tied the Twins. Now, whoever finishes with the most home runs will be, historically, the new greatest power-hitting team in baseball history. Right. This is a Sammy Sosa-Mark McGuire race where both are going to break the record. I'm both sorry. Both have what, broken the record.
1: I'm sorry, what type of race?
0: Well, not that type of oh, race. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. I was going saying, <laughs> are time, we going to find out some in five years? This time, it's the baseballs the balls are, are juiced. juiced. Oh, okay. the players. All right, yeah. that's what yeah. right. I thought. Good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But but going into tonight's games, the Yankees and the Twins both have 276 home runs as a team. Now the Twins have played two fewer games, which is a big big deal with only like two and a half weeks left in yeah. the season. So unless we think the tw- like if the Twins play the game today and tomorrow, and the Yankees didn't play until after that, do we really think the Twins would go bombaless? Probably not. No. But how much do you guys care if the Twins do or don't? wind up with the most home runs at the end of the year because I care a lot. I do I care. I really want I them also, to set I this record. I also care a lot. Judd's like mocking it. Look at him. I'm
1: not mocking it, I just don't care. <laughs> I'm not mocking you guys. <laughs> no. Why don't you care? I asked the question. That I smile
3: was a little mocking. No, no, no. That I smile think it, no, was a little no, bit mocking. No, it's not. I you, think, so, you turned I think your head to Phil and I when we said we care. I
1: appreciate the fact that you guys care. I think it's great to care. I, I you're just just that personally, tone. I don't personally care about that it's record. It's such a condescending it's tone. Such like no, condescending it's such a condescending tone, and that was a condescending yeah. smile. No, Phil has worked and with me for there's that condescending smile again. Phil, you've worked with me for how long now? Six years? Five years? Well, day-to-day, six
0: years at, at the same company, nine years. And you, I've known you for like 14 years. Okay,
1: you know me at my condescending best. This is not <laughs> condescending. I think it's cool that you guys care. I'm it's dead serious. It's on the condescend, the Judd Zogad condescension scale. It's <laughs> okay, not. Okay, that's fine. It is, okay. It's, it's registering. That's fine.
0: Okay, it's
3: registering on pe- the scale.
0: Pe- pe- <laughs> peak condescending Judd uh-huh. is when he settles in and takes his glasses oh, off and says, that. I want you to listen very carefully. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. That's what I'm saying is I'm not saying that here. I'm not calling you guys dumb. I think it's nice that you care. I just don't care. I think personally. it's nice. You hear this? I think it's nice. I honestly, if you guys care, I, I am. I would like to hear. And th- this is why I put this question out in our prep email. I would like to hear why you care because yeah. I don't care personally. But this that doesn't mean yeah. that I can't hear your reasonings for care. So
0: I care if I'm ranking things that I care about with the, with the twins over the next two months. Winning a World Series or winning a playoff series, those things are more important to me than setting the Major League Baseball home run record. But I don't want this season to just be remembered for nothing. Like it'll be remembered as, "Whoa, they popped up, and this was the year that the Twins opened their window to be contenders." And so it'll be remembered a lot like those early 2000s Twins teams where they just, you know, they they pushed the window open and then they entered into a successful run. But I want it to be remembered for more than that. And I think the ship is sailing. Now we can talk about you know, where this bomb of us is oh, at after Jose go. Barrios shoved last go. night. But I think the ship is sailing when it comes to beating the Astros and the Yankees to get to the World Series and beating the Dodgers. I'm not saying that there's a 0% chance um, after the way Barrios pitched last night. I mean, that changes the game. But if we think they can't really win a World Series, and if we think, man, it's going to be tough maybe even to win a playoff series unless you get some major starting pitching upgrades here from uh, your internal guys... I want this season to mean something. And to me, setting the Major League Baseball home run record puts a stamp on this right. season. That's where I'm at. Yeah, it's It'll just, always be
3: remembered. It's something that. you can't, no matter what happens in October, you'll be able to point back and say, remember that season that they set the single season home run record.
1: All right, I would agree with you completely, but for one thing. If I wasn't convinced that the same record will fall next year again, and a fall again, until the ball is not used. No, if I really thought, if I... I get what you guys are saying totally, if in my heart I thought this could be a fifteen year record, but I think it's one year. I mean the Yankees just broke their own record after the twins broke their record. So if this was something that I thought was gonna be special and the twins own for fifteen to twenty years, I'm with you guys. But so you I just don't. I
0: I'm not so sure that we're just gonna that, that we're gonna see another record next year. I think
3: you know, there's different eras of baseball and until the baseball's changed, I think we're gonna to continue to I see that. W- I think you'll see the baseball go not quite back to normal, but it'll start to go hold back on. that
1: way this offseason. I'm gonna throw out a Twitter poll right now on my Twitter feed about this.
0: Okay.
3: Is it just gonna be
1: do you care if the twins what, break? What the- should I read? Do I think you it care? should be do, do you do care? Do you care? Do you care if the twins break the single wait, it no 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 hold because they they've broken it.
0: How mo- how about this? How much do you care if the twins if the twins uh
3: if the twins end the season
1: with the uh, home uh, yeah. run record, we're season. trying to phrase this <laughs> to <laughs> our Can advantage. LB.
0: No, seriously. Home run. Do you care
3: do you care a lot or a lot a lot? Um, Should say a lot. A, a little, lot. it's football season. Shut up. No.
1: For, 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 <laughs> has, Brett obviously not Favre. <laughs> a lot, a little. Don't care, Brett Favre. <laughs> yes. That's that a works. very old school Mackey and joke at okay. okay. all. Okay. All right, okay. I'm putting so it out there right now. Okay. okay. So
0: I just I just feel like if if they're not going to win a World Series and if they might not win a playoff series because of injuries and things that they just just bad luck things Byron Buxton and uh, Nelson Cruz's wrist which is leaving him probably less than 100 percent if they can set the Major League Baseball home run record it just makes it, it it makes it one of the most memorable seasons in Twins history. It does, like 91 Agreed. and 87 are on top of that list. And I 100% agree. It might make it the third most memorable season in Twins history. Also, just if screw they set the, the Yankees. Record. Right,
3: just screw the Yankees. We don't want the Yankees to get that record. They have enough. The, the Yankees have enough going for them in the history of the Yankees. To hell with the Yankees. I want the Twins to get this record. Yeah.
0: There's also the little the thing that I threw out at the very end of yesterday's show, that you know we've had Yankees angst around here for 15 or 20 years. Just that the Yankees don't pay attention to the Twins because the Twins are a speck of dust. Yeah, because
1: they kick but, dirt in their faces.
0: But yes, The Twins right. and Twins fans, we sweat the Yankees because you know, they've just dominated the Twins going back to like 2003. And there's just something really off putting about the Yankees winding up with that record and then beating the Twins also in a playoff series. I just like, I can't, I can't go
1: down that now, path. The, I don't want that. The one good thing is after you get past, so you got two more games against Washington and then Cleveland on Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Cleveland. I believe it is then a 13-game White Sox-Royals-Tigers fest. That puts you in good shape. Yeah. Yes. That puts you in very good shape. Yeah. So if you want it, I think with... with it's uh, As of going into play today, I believe the Yankees have 16 games left. The Twins have 18, 18. games left. Yeah. 13 of those will be against a, a buffet of Tigers, Royals, and White Sox pitching. And a Yankees buffet, man. And the Yankees aren't playing the Orioles anymore, right? Like, no, they're, they're, they're done, done with the Orioles. Yeah, yeah. With that
0: section of their, and they're on the
1: road too, which which is key because that new Yankee Stadium is a joke. It's uh, a complete bandbox.
0: Yeah, the Yankees do have the next two games against the Tigers, and they get some games against Toronto. They lost
1: twelve to eleven last night. By the way, they got it's walked off squad. by the Tigers. Good for Guardy Squad. They've got one pitcher, one starter, right? James Paxton's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. That that's it. By the way, can we talk about Barrios? He lived up to it last night. I said, go out, go out and do it. Just I'm tired of you, all this. You did this. I'm tired. Of, well, I'm. You're just, the real MVP. I'm, he had an eight plus ERA since August 1st, and he's too good for that. It, it's it's weird because I watched or went to last night's game, and on one hand, it's a little bit frustrating because you're like, where was this? But you're also like, thank God it's back for a game. And that Nationals lineup is pretty damn good. Uh, That's, if I'm not mistaken, they went into last night's game third in the National League and run scored. So this is not, this is not Miami. He beat the Marlins very impressively and convincingly on July 31st, but that's the Marlins. Okay. But last night, he, as they like to say, shoved against a really good team.
0: I would also argue that it hasn't just been back for one game. He started getting it back against the White Sox in his last start when we were at the state fair. Where he went, uh, it was a day game. He pitched six innings. It wasn't domination. It wasn't lights but, out,
3: but it was good. It, it was a bunch
0: of strikeouts, three runs in six innings, and it was, it was fine. And then you look at, if you just look at the box score against the Red Sox, you say, Oh man, five innings, six earned runs. I criticized. He walked three.
1: I criticized him for okay, that. Okay.
0: But, time. but here's where, and again, it was, it was a flawed start. He yeah. put 11 guys on base, uh, in five innings, but it was the second most swinging strikes he had. In any start this season, he had 16 swinging strikes in that game. So to me, I look at that and say, "All right, clearly he's he's getting swings and misses again, and and he's becoming harder to hit again." And he put a lot of that together last night against
3: the National. He's moving in the right direction. He's getting, like you said, a lot of swinging strikes. His his fastball velocity has been up his last three starts. It's been creeping up, and that changeup is looking is looking nasty again. Last night. He made some really good hitters on the Nationals look bad with that changeup, and when he has that working for him, and he's able to work in and out, and that changeup is moving down a little bit, that's that's the difference maker for Barrios, yep. and and you saw it last night. I'm not totally convinced that he's back on track, and and the guy who you need to be in Game 1, and probably Game 4, and maybe Game 7 of a playoff series, but... A few more of those, and I'll be feeling a lot better going into October.
1: That guy last night gives you a chance to against, against any team in the playoffs to win, get, win Game oh, 1, yeah. which I think you absolutely have to have. You have to have that. And, and here's the thing. If you can get the Yankees in Game 1, and it's Paxton against Brios, and Brios wins, that series is wide open. Because of the pitching, mm-hmm. it's why Houston's tough. Because if you win Game One, okay, that's great. You win Game One against Verlander, and now you got yeah. Garrett Cole. But but if you play the Yankees and Barrios beats Paxton, now we're talking. It's on. Your best bet because you know I, I, the Astros are a freight train. Yeah. but
0: five game series in the Major League playoffs can be crapshoots. So your best bet. I'm trying to think of who would be if the Astros wound up with the top seed in the American League. Who would be the wild card team that would give them fits in a five game series? And I think it might be Tampa. I think I think I think Tampa takes such an interesting approach. Cleveland. Now you could say Cleveland's pitching. That's the first team that pops into my head. So what, Cleveland. So pick your team, and maybe it's Cleveland with their pitching. Could Cleveland just shut down those bats and win a series in in five? I think you match up better with the Yankees. So your your path here might be get the Yankees in the first round. Hope that Cleveland's pitching. Can just you know catch fire against Houston's bats in a five game series, and then all of a sudden they're they're out and they get upset. It's it's not like football and basketball where if the if the LeBron James in his prime Miami Heat enter the first round of the playoffs against an eight seed, that eight seed might win a game if those guys decide to let them win a game. That's not a series, yeah, But right. in baseball, there's so many times where I mean, look at that team, that Seattle team from 2001 that they won like 114 games yeah. or 116 games. And clearly we're the best team in baseball on paper, but because? it's a five-game series and teams get bounced. It's hockey. It is more
3: like it's hockey than <laughs> hockey. It is more like Pitching hockey. and yeah. goaltending. No, I'm
1: dead serious. Yeah.
3: It, it's it's a lot more like hockey than basketball or surprise
1: teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just thought you were saying in.
3: it's random, just like hockey. It can be. It can be I, I prefer not, not quite, to call it random. Not quite as random. I prefer no. not
1: to call it random. I prefer to call it, I understand the sport it's, and maybe other people don't. It's not, know. A, game that's of, no, that's <laughs> not a game
3: of happenstance. That's condescending.
1: Okay. So we have it here. Uh Rami
0: with a state of, what was it? A state of the, the Bomba state of bus. the Bomba
3: Bus address, yeah. Now,
0: do you, how do you want to set this up? This is from the Twin Show. And by the way, if you're not listening to well, the Scorn First Place Twin Show, it's a five-day-a-week Twin Show, and you can find it on demand anywhere you find podcasts.
3: I don't know where, where we pick up in my state of the Bomba Bus address, but this is just me basically reacting to a lot of tweets over the weekend of uh, people telling me the wheels are off the bus, the season is over, upon news that first Michael Pineda was suspended 60 games, and then the Indians won two of three, and then Byron Buxton was deemed out for the season because he'll undergo shoulder surgery. This was me telling everybody where the Bomba bus is now. Listen, if, Michael Pineda, if your World Series hopes were leaning on Michael Pineda, you never really had World Series hopes to begin with. That's not that big of a blow. Michael Pineda was a punchline two months ago for Twins fans. A punchline. Nobody was expecting anything from Michael Pineda. All of a sudden, you can't win anything without Michael Pineda. You can't go to the World Series without Michael Pineda. Big Mike. That, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Mike Pineda being suspended 60 games for PEDs. That was it. That derailed this thing? That that took the Bomba bus off the road? I think not. Losing two of three to the Cleveland Indians, and they're going to come back and win the division now? The magic number is 13, dude. Relax. They got this division. They close out the season with, what, 10 games against double-A teams? Not even (laughs) triple-A. Double-A teams. Division is over. It's been over since early June. Division is over. It's done. It's done. Now, Byron Buxton, yeah, that hurts. You can't replace Byron Buxton. I can't really find a silver lining in that or sugarcoat it from you. But season's not over. I just came from watching my team. I traveled five hours to watch my baseball team, the Chicago Cubs, lose three of four to to the Milwaukee Brewers, who are chasing them for the wild card while the Cubs are trying to chase down The freaking Cardinals of all teams, who somehow are atop the NL Central. This was supposed to be a race between the Cubs and the Brewers, my two favorite teams. But no, here come the Cardinals, the team I hate more than anything in sports. And the Cubs lose 3 of 4, and oh yeah, lose Javi Baez for the rest of the regular season in the process of losing 3 of 4. That's a season being over. That's a bus being derailed. Then right after I leave town, the brewers who are heating up and catching those cubs lose the MVP. Lose the MVP with a fractured knee on a ball that he fouled off his own knee. That's a season being over. Don't tell me the twin season is over. Don't tell me the wheels have come off the bomba bus. You still got a, you're, you're tied for the major league record in home runs. You're tied for the major league record in home runs. You're one of the most prolific offenses to ever step on a baseball field. And you just got seven innings of two-run baseball from your ace last night. And oh yeah, this stretch that Judd said, we're going to find out if this Twins bullpen is for real. This Twins bullpen looks for real to me. I don't know about you guys. This This bomba bus is still flying down the road. And I'm just about to put the brick on the pedal. And go up Whoa. on the... And yeah, I'm about to just put the brick... Party in the back! On the back! No, I put propane tanks on the roof. We got propane <laughs> grills on the roof. And I'm about to go up and grill a division championship dinner. That's what I'm about to do. Pretty damn soon. That's the state of the Bomba bus. For everybody that was asking me, tweeting me, Is the season over? Is the bus crashed? No. No. I told you this thing was at least getting to October, and this thing is still at least getting to October, and I don't hate their chances when they get there either. Bring on the Yankees. That's where the Bomba Bust comes We're going to win,
4: Twins. We're going to score. We're going
1: to
3: What's that we just come off
0: the bus. Bravo. Thank but you. I think we all needed a little bit of Thank optimism you. there. Do you know right? what that
1: was? What was that? that was the guy that goes out on a date with a new gal and talks about the old gal. That was a twins. That was a Cubs Brewers rant masquerading as a Twin State of the Union. Are you? Sh- she was. Yeah. No, it wasn't. She- I love Shelly that was so just, much.
3: That was just a perspective for you, from, but I,
1: from a couple of teams but that I'm really no, but Shelly was the greatest. From a couple of teams that really now she's just out had for the their season. season finished. Now she's out for the season. Yeah. It's just she some broke perspective.
3: It's just some perspective for you. For teams that really had their season come to an end. Oh. Twin season is just fine compared to what's going on in some other cities. All right? It's fine. All right. Actually, if you thought that, that Rami was maybe
0: picking at his own sports scab, I wanna I wanna pick at oh, a Rami sports I thought scab. This was on the rundown yesterday. Yeah, we didn't get to it.
1: <laughs> oh, what oh no, no, no. Tell them the truth. We delayed it on purpose. Yeah, thanks. It was yeah. on the rundown, and Phil's like, let's hold that till Rami gets s- back. And this is the ultimate Rami scam. I was going through my email this morning, and I saw the rundown
3: for yesterday's show. I was in that email loop because it's just an ongoing email loop, and I was like, oh, thank God they did that yesterday. <laughs> Thank God they did that without me yesterday. But no, no. We, uh, we pumped the
0: brakes on that topic, specifically to wait for you to come back in studio. you would have cut the brakes yeah. on that. Now, uh, after Rami's uh, optimistic state of the Bumba bus address, I guess you could sum it up by saying Rami thinks the Twins and uh, Twins fans could use a fresh coat of paint oh, on their uh,
1: outlook. That's very good, Phil. And if they did, you know, you'd say to yourself, well, who am I going to call? Who am I going to call? Who's going to give me that fresh coat of paint? And I'm going to tell you right now. It's my friends. at sort of pro painters. You know, I hate to say it, but it's true. Fall is coming, and you're about to be stuck inside your house for a while now, folks. And guess what? You have rooms or rooms that need painting. So I want you to go home tonight. I want you to look around your house. You love your house, right? But you're going to find a couple rooms at least that you're going to say, ooh, fresh coat of paint. Certainly would help, and that's why I want you to contact, reach out to the folks at CertiPro Pro Painters. I'm thrilled by the job, absolutely thrilled, by the job they did at my house, making our guest room and bath look like new. Two words come to mind, professional and thorough. Now it's your turn to contact, as I just said, CertiPro Pro Painters, and feel the same satisfaction I did. Fall is a great time to check painting off your to-do list and fall back in love with your home. Love your doors again by giving your home a fresh and cozy look this fall with a new coat of paint. It helps that each Serta Pro Painters business independently owned and operated. So it's right here in our community. Schedule your free estimate online at SertaPro.com or by calling 800-GO-SERTA. Find out yourself the type of quality you get from Serta Pro Painters. Again, free estimate online SertaPro.com or by calling 800-GO-SERTA. That is Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters. We do painting. You do life game
3: is different again we didn't go into last week's game saying we're going to throw it 10 times but maybe we'll throw 48 again I don't know, we'll see we're gonna do whatever we need to do to win
2: uh, i have no interest in in dropping back 50 times if we don't need to i'd like to win the way we did last week if that's the way it can happen i'll play whatever game is called whatever game we need and all that really matters is that we find a way at the end to win and i'm not going to nitpick or look at any of the, the steps along the way to get there let's just win
0: all right kirk cousins mike zimmer Packers and Vikings this weekend. And don't forget, right after the final whistle, Vikings Vent Line live on Score North on AM 1500 on your radio dial on live.scorenorth.com if you are a streamer of audio. Or on the Score North mobile app, we also video stream that show live on Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch, all at Score North. And by the way, Vikings Vent is now five days a week during the week as well. 10 o'clock on Mondays Live, 11 o'clock. Tuesday through Friday with Judd Zolgad, Danny Cunningham, Manny Hill, and uh, you can find that podcastable anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. I'm uh, I'm doing an exercise here that I want your thoughts on in terms of where the Vikings stand with their current quarterback situation relative to the rest of the league. Because I think you've got like you've got a few different interesting categories. You've got teams that are solidified for five or ten years with like the Pat Mahomes, right? Sure. And uh, and then you've got teams with aging Hall of Famers. Um, like Breeze, Brady, Roethlisberger. Wait, that's or, assuming Brady ages. That's true, actually. Did you see him at this, his his press conference today yeah, where they were asking about Antonio to, Brown?
1: I don't want to talk about He looks like he's him. 28. Yeah, that's just, just... Did you see... He's
3: Benjamin Button. Did you see on Sunday Night Football the picture of Tom Brady as a rookie next to the picture of Tom he Brady looks now?
1: far worse as a rookie than he does now.
3: He's Benjamin Button.
1: Yeah. I'm telling you, he's Benjamin Button. Well, he's, he's
3: reverse aging. He is he's
1: gonna be kale kids. He's gonna be a fifty year old baby playing quarterback soon. The rookie picture he is how how many pounds heavier do you think he is in that picture than he is now? Twenty five at least. Oh, there's a lot of jowl going on. There's a lot of jowl. Yeah. And it looks like baby fat. And now and now he looks just absolutely chiseled. But to Phil's point, he looks like a chiseled twenty nine year old. Does it
3: give you hope?
0: No.
1: Oh it shouldn't. <laughs> It shouldn't give you guys any help.
0: Not with the amount of confirm. I'm probably going to get you, this weekend. Got, no, no, no. Don't, don't even worry about it. Tom, Tom Brady, I, I, in my mind, like, oh, I'm going to be healthy and drink three White Claws tonight instead of beer, right? Tom Brady's like, ooh, better not eat that piece of cantaloupe. There's too much sugar. Yeah. Like,
3: pass the avocado ice cream.
0: So I'm, I'm ca- sort of That's categorizing, like, you got aging Hall of Famers. You got uh, teams that are solidified for five or ten years or more. And uh, then you've got like young quarterbacks that haven't really established anything yet, but teams are hopeful, Kyler Murray, and then there's this other bin. And I'm wondering, Rami, just you know, as a fan of a team like the Bears, for instance. Uh-huh. I don't know. You've walked you know? this poor guy
1: okay. right down mm-hmm. the plank I, the whole time. Like,
0: like, as a fan of the Bears, or like sure. and it could be any fan of Whatever. any team, but like Forever this is right. you as a random example, yeah, 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 okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um how does it feel to look around the league at teams like Kansas City with Pat Mahomes and Houston with Deshaun Watson? Uh, and, and then your own quarterback situation with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, not that the Bears could have, oh, wait a second, they could add either one of those guys in that draft, actually, and they chose Trubisky. How do you feel watching Mahomes and Deshaun Watson carve up opposing defenses and the Bears chose Mitch
3: Trubisky? Pat Mahomes kills me because I said on draft night, while that draft was going on, Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback. In that draft. And there was no reason for the Bears to trade up and get Mitch Trubisky because they could have just taken the very next pick, Pat Mahomes, if that's who they wanted. Hell, they probably could have traded down a few picks, got more draft assets and still got Pat Mahomes because he didn't go till what, nine or 10 to yeah. the Chiefs? So he, that, that bothers me. That, that burns me up a little bit. Um, I love watching Deshaun Watson play. One of the more entertaining players in this league and he's really, really good, I don't think he can last. I don't think he can last doing what he's doing. You, you guys realize that sacks per game, Deshaun Watson going into his third year in the NFL, is the most sacked quarterback since they started tracking sacks ever? He's get, And that's just when he gets sacked. That's not even counting the times where he runs with the football and doesn't shy away from contact. I I hope I'm wrong. This is one of those things I really, really, really hope I'm wrong about because, A, he's a human being, and I don't want to see him get hurt for no good reason, and, B, I love watching him play football selfishly. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think Deshaun Watson can stay healthy and sustain an NFL career playing that style.
1: So that doesn't bother me that much. If if he gets a line, and, and he, he still is going to try and scramble and run, I get that. But if they get get him a consistent line, and at least now they have Tunsell at left tackle as opposed to the plan to start the season with Matt Khalil there, which would have been absolutely crazy, I think he might be fine. But here's my question about Trubisky, and it's I guess it's the one thing I don't get about this whole thing, is what did the Bears think they saw in a guy who hadn't played that much in college? Because was there anybody, I don't recall now, and I'm being sincere about this. Was there anybody who, when that pick was made, said, uh, oh, yeah, uh-huh? No. I felt like the I felt like everybody said what we all said, or at least Phil did, and I did at that time, which was, what did you just do? Mm-hmm. Like, as in, but not as in trying to say, I think this guy's going to stink, but why? Yeah, that was why my reaction. Why did you do that? That was my reaction. So that so if this had been a sure fire, you know, Mitch Trubisky was a big deal and he was gonna be a top five pick and the Bears surprised you, let's say, you'd still say, Okay, but he was gonna be good. But in this case, I just feel like this is a whole lot of, huh? And now it's like, Well, I'm not surprised.
3: And by the way, I'm not giving up. I'm not down on Mitch Trubisky. It's it's one game. I still think he can be very good. I see what they saw in him. He's a good athlete, he's a He's a big dude who can run fast. He's got a rocket for an arm. It's just the 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 details that go into playing quarterback. Can he do those things? And I'm not I'm not saying I'm sold that he can. I'm just saying we don't know yet. I have my concerns as much as anybody else does. And yeah, I would have much rather had Patrick Mahomes. Yeah.
0: I would just like you know, not to rub salt here. Because I, I just think... I think do no, not do that. He's, that's true. <laughs> that's, <yeah. laughs> i didn't just go
1: salt right now. He didn't go through a litany of things <laughs> right. in yeah. up
3: to the discussion to rub salt in my in eyes room. for two and a half minutes yeah. to set this up. But I just think rub salt.
0: he's so much closer to Christian Ponder than he is to Pat Mahomes. On a scale of Christian Ponder, the ultimate first-round bust to Pat Mahomes, oh, yeah. who just, like, was the MVP out of the gate. <laughs> he's so much closer to Christian Ponder than Pat Mahomes. And for... There's some franchises like like Denver's whiffed on a couple quarterbacks, but you know what? Denver has won some Super Bowls in their day with John Elway and with Peyton Manning, and so like they can whiff on a couple quarterbacks, and I think fans are going to be okay. I think everything's going to be okay. If you're the Bears or if the Browns, if Baker Mayfield has a dud season and the Browns were wrong about Baker Mayfield or you're the Bears and you were wrong about Mitch Trubisky, my God, like it's been 50 years of searching mm-hmm. for quarterbacks. Can I say
1: this, though? Here, here's the thing. If you are a Viking fan, every night before you go to bed, you should get down on your knees and say a prayer, thanking God for the Bears. Because the difference is this the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers went Brett they went Brett Favre ninety two to two thousand seven. That's just not fair. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers two thousand eight as a starter to to we don't know when. Can you imagine if the Bears had pulled the trigger on Patrick Mahomes? If you're a Viking fan, you'd be saying, well, wait, hey, hold on a second. We got the Yankees in baseball and now we got this BS? Yeah. So if you're a Viking fan, I feel, I feel like in the NFC North at least, at least the Bears balance things out, right? For the Vikings? Mm-hmm. Don't they a little bit? Well, the Lions and the Bears. Well, the Lions are just a lost cause. But, but the Bears one. aren't a lost cause. The Bears have had some really good teams, some really nice teams. The point being though is, if you were saying, okay, Packers, Favre, 92-2007, to 2007, and now Rodgers, and then, let's say, Bears, Pat Mahomes, I'd be like, okay, I think I might just be done with right, football. Right. I think I might just be going somewhere else. So
0: how would you guys, like, let me just do kind of a comparison Sorry, sake Rami. here, just for fun. <laughs> Rami, no, you're not. Rami's just like looking at his computer, he's like, e- leaps. <laughs> I want to try and put into context, where would you rank, The Vikings' current quarterback situation compared to some fill-in-the-blank teams that I'm going to throw at you guys. Okay, and the Bears are going to be one of them to hold your responses. Okay, so so I'm going to I'm going to tell me and tell me if you disagree here. I think there are one, two, three, four, five, six. I think there's like I'm going to say there's like six or
3: seven teams that are just solidified for the next five or ten years. Okay, so I I wanted to clarify, and I think you just did. We're talking. We're not just talking about if I need a guy to win a game today. I'm talking like the quarterback situation over. Okay, and I'm, I'll Big lay picture. this out. All right? Big picture. All so,
0: right. like, I think the Chiefs with Pat Mahomes, Matt Ryan's only 33. I think they're good for the next five years in terms of like, like I would take I would take Matt Ryan for the next five years. You not, wouldn't? Not the one I just saw in Week One. Okay, well, like right. Matt Ryan over the last five years, yeah. you take him over the next yeah. five years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Goff, Russell Wilson, still 30 years old. Uh, Carson Wentz, like the the Eagles are sitting in a good spot with Carson Wentz. Uh, I'm going to put Deshaun Watson on the list if he stays healthy, but Rami would put up a fight on that. So I think there's like six teams that are solidified with a good young quarterback that we're sure about if they stay healthy, or a young enough quarterback for the next five to ten years. And then I think there's a group of like aging Hall of Famers that are better than Kirk Cousins and are and, and the teams could get rid of their contracts that they wanted, uh, or Aaron Rodgers, like so Breeze, Brady, Roethlisberger, Rivers. I'm going to take the, that group out of the equation here. Would you rather have the Vikings' current quarterback situation of two years left of Kirk Cousins and then blank slate,
3: or Chicago Bears and Mitch Trubisky? I think I might go Trubisky, just on promise. We know what Kirk Cousins is. I think I might go Trubisky just on promise and potential. And the defense that he plays with.
0: See, I would go, I would go Vikings and Cousins for two reasons. Number one, right now, Cousins is better than Mitch Trubisky, and I think Mitch Trubisky is closer to Christian Ponder. Therefore, I'd rather just like redraft in two years, which the Vikings can do. The, the Vikings, the are,
3: Bears could too. That will could, be yeah. that will be Trubisky's fourth. No, that will be his fifth year. That's if they pick up the option on his fifth year. Right now, he has next year guaranteed,
1: and then they can they can cut bait and start over again if they want mm-hmm. after that. Right now, if you're the Bears, paying Trubisky would be a big time decision to make. And, and I'm not sure which way I would go. But if I could take, if I could take one of those two situations right now, I'm taking the Vikings because the the Vikings and Bears they're built very similarly. I yep. mean, they're both built around defenses, and they're both now. now Nagy's an offensive guy, so this doesn't make as much sense for Chicago, but I really believe that the idea to win is defense is going to win and our offense has to be good enough. I am mm-hmm. going to t- I would take the Vikings' structure over the Bears. But yeah, if Trubisky... Look, if Trubisky's okay, I don't know that you can continue or would pay him. So right? right. you might be right. But just flat out, which one would I take? I'd take the Vikings. Okay. What about... The Vikings' current
0: quarterback situation, or the Dallas Cowboys' current quarterback situation, where Dak Prescott, am I? Right? He can become a free agent after the season. Is that correct, or does he have one more year, year left in 2020?
3: In? I think it's after this season.
0: Free agency, unrestricted free agency in 2020. So, okay. so I'm taking. But Dallas. if you wanted, I'm taking Dallas. so you, so your Dallas situation would be you can pay thirty, you can pay I'm, more money for Dak Prescott who's younger, or blank slate after the year. I like I like Dak. I like Dallas. I'm taking the Dallas. I'm with Judd. I'm taking Dallas, too. I'll pay him. Okay. Taking Dallas, too. Okay. What about, this is a fun experiment, the Vikings' current quarterback situation, or let's go with um, Denver's current quarterback situation, which is one more year left of like a middling like a Joe Flacco, and then you get to redraft.
1: (laughs) That's a... I'm taking, okay. It might be a walk. <laughs> here's me. <laughs> Vikings for me. I'm taking Vikings Just, just for fun. Because here's my question. Spielman, okay, I get, get it. He has, uh, scuffled at best. That's probably being kind to find a quarterback. All right. How does John Elway, after all, how can he not find a quarterback? Like that Denver thing is, he's hired a defensive guy. Now that's John Elway. Mm-hmm. Like Rick, I get. But John Elway has now hired a defensive first head coach because basically he, so I'm taking the money. I mean, the answer is there's only like 15 or 20 in the world. I know, but they're really hard to find. They are super hard to find, but you've got John Elway. You can't find one. I think he's very close. I think John is very close to being done there. Okay, one more. I got one more for you guys. That's right. I'm pulling the plug.
0: And this was actually a real decision that they could have made in real time when 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 this came up a couple of years ago. Yep. Would you rather have the Vikings current quarterback situation or the Baltimore Ravens current quarterback situation, which
1: is Lamar Jackson for the next Ravens 4 years,
0: much cheaper than Kirk
1: Cousins? I, I like what Baltimore's doing. I think that they're I think they're onto something ordinarily. They're well coached. They're pretty smart. This might sound weird, but yeah, I'm with Rami. Yeah. I take Baltimore's. That sounds very odd, but I take Baltimore's. I think I would too. I loved Lamar Jackson's quip
0: too when he was asked, Do you think you shut some people up? You know, some of the people that said you couldn't throw. And he goes, Probably not, but not bad for a running back. Who was it? Was it uh, Charlie Casherly that called him a running back? Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Consider the source, though. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie lost the fastball probably about 15 years ago. <laughs> pretty funny
0: uh we will dive into what the vikings strategy should be against the packers thanks for and saving
3: that topic for me guys really appreciate it yeah, yeah. anytime thanks we're here, I thought it was a good conversation. here to support you
1: Hobby Bias, mitch trubisky what's going on
3: yeah Thanks. Good to be
0: back, boys. Yeah. Missed you. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk <laughs> no, about we'll talk about <laughs> the
1: uh, three years of Chicago
0: Bulls basketball after Michael Jordan retired. <laughs> Up next on Mackey. Or the Bulls right now. Yeah. <laughs> or the Bulls at any point, really, in the last uh, 20 years or so. But first, let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated has planted roots over a century uh, in the Twin Cities. It's a Minnesota-based company down in Owatonna that's here to help business owners in every area imaginable. Uh, It just helps tremendously when you are a business owner to have an insurance company that gives you more than just a policy. They give you a face-to-face relationship. They give you, like I said, a 100-plus years of experience as an insurance company, and they give you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running your business. I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of people from decision-makers higher up, Uh, to some of the marketing representatives that you would be working with as a business owner. And I can tell you just how diligent, hardworking, friendly, and knowledgeable the staff at Federated is. And uh, if my experiences talking with them are even just a fraction of the experience you're going to get, uh, then you won't regret partnering with Federated Insurance. Go to federatedinsurance.com to find out all about the industries that Federated protects and to find your federated marketing rep. Federated, it's our business to protect yours.
4: Jonathan here with the Score North download presented by Tondrick Financial. And boys, remember last week when Zimmer was previewing the Falcons game and he was just listing off players' names and we went on a little bit of a tangent about it? Yes. Mm I did it again. I'm talking about the Green
3: Bay defense. Those guys, uh, the two Smiths, the two outside linebackers are both really good players. Had a lot of pressures last week. You know, I like the s- safety that they drafted in the first round. Uh, the corner they took a year ago, Alexander, was a guy, <laughs> another guy that we liked. Very competitive kid. So uh, I think they've, you know, they added the safety from Chicago, Amos. You know, I think they've had a lot of players. They gave a lot of different looks last week. I mean, uh, they played with a lot dead. of DBs. So you know, we'll just have to see what they do against us. He
4: literally just looked at their roster sheep like it. I like that guy that yeah. guy that guy and oh yeah we almost tried drafting
0: him. Okay, do honest question because there's so many think about how many opposing players you're going to come across yeah. in a season, right? Do coaches even know the names of more than 50% of the opposing players or is it just Numbers. the number the and number. the position, right? Yeah, the yeah.
3: Number and position. Maybe
1: last name because it's on the back of the jersey and they, they, they're they grinding tape. Yeah. Hold on. For I'm sure. going to the Packers depth chart right now to see how much of a percentage of that defense he just named because he basically just named a, most of it. I mean, like two-thirds of it.
4: Let me get this last read in. You can join Dan Terra or myself tonight for Score North coverage in Minnesota United and the Houston Dynamo with pregame at 7, kickoff at 7.30, right here on Score North on AM 1500, the Score North mobile app, and scorenorth.com. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackey and Romney. Right. Good percentage. Okay.
3: <laughs> he
1: just named him off. Really like that kid. That's a Smith. The two Smiths are fantastic. so many Smiths. All of the, the Smiths. Martinez guy is is really really good. Um, they've got this King guy. Oh, I like King. He's a great player.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Sounds sounds like a. Did I sound collection. convincing? Did I sound yeah. completely convincing there?
4: And he sounded the, like like Tubby Zimmer.
0: That's the Tubby Smith. I
3: feel like, I, I, but I feel run. like that's a great that's a great strategy, a great route to take if you're a head coach for an NFL football team because you don't want to do these press conferences. And that's right. you don't really have to think about what you say. Just go up and read names off a roster and say they got this guy and they got that guy and I like him. Should be challenging. This uh, might have to be a Wednesday
1: feature, just highlighting Zimmer, just listing yeah. names. We should keep track of names each week to, to see which weeks he gives you, like seven names. Yeah, Or if it's a really bad team, he's like, yeah, I like Jones and Smith. Or and it. here's...
3: <laughs> Really, if we want to think big picture, Jonathan starts stockpiling these and at the end of the year, make one long reel of <laughs> Mike Zimmer. Just,
1: just, reading, off it, him, just yes, reading off names. Just
3: reading off it. names. <laughs> It'll be an hour long special.
0: And Mike Zimmer listing off all the defensive players they played. So far this year. All right, so where does our, our question that we led the show with? And Judd did a, a Twitter poll on his account at Jay Zolged. You can also follow me at Phil Mackey on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, at Rami is tweeting, or at Rami is gramming as well, if you want to follow his... I'm on uh, the gram. Gram. But um uh, do you care if the Twins how much break the home run record at the end of the... They already broke it, but yes. do you, do, how much do you care if the Twins end the season as the home run champion?
1: Rami and, and I care a lot. And your choices were a lot, a little, don't care, and just simply Brett Favre. 626 votes so far, 35% care a little, 29% don't care. They're with me. Twenty-two percent care a lot there with you guys, and fourteen percent just Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Hmm. So, so all, Brett Favre almost as many request. people
0: just arbitrarily voted for Brett Favre as care about the home run record.
1: <laughs> a lot is <laughs> twenty-two percent Brett, Brett Favre. But who
3: are you people? Did you expect differently? Well, you put Brett yeah, Favre yes. on. When you give people a parody choice, for <laughs> 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 this is the Balma no, no, record we're talking about. You really expect yeah, people to take, take Brett this seriously. seriously? You're talking
1: about. <laughs> you got 35 percent saying a little. That's probably fair because I don't care. It's very disappointing. Very disappointing. Um, all right, that is such a Minnesota sports fan thing, That would be like, we'll just get the home run record and go home happy. Okay. <laughs>
0: another quick thing. Another. Another. We don't have to do a poll for this one, but a poll of the room. How much do you care that USA Basketball got beat in the quarterfinals of the World Cup by France?
1: Brett Favre. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's how much. I'm happy. Get out of there. Don't go back ever again. If it's not the Olympics, no international basketball. It's never necessary. I was watching SportsCenter right
3: at it, right after it happened. and They were like, shocking. Really? Shocking defeat. Team USA
1: falls to France. Shocked. Oh, my God. Cunningham told me the team is off. Such an upset. Yeah, it's not He said it's made up of nobody basically. It's it's not even one of our top twenty
3: players are 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 in are in wherever they're playing. Which playing by the way, whatever this is. I legit don't even know what this is. What are they playing it's right the, now? Isn't it the FIBA World Cup, right? Sure, if it's you FIBA. say okay. so.
1: Here's the thing. Good. Those twenty players shouldn't be there. I don't want them there. I don't want anyone doing what Paul George did when when he stepped on that what? That stanchion they stepped on and had that gruesome broken leg. I'm glad. Don't go. But lest anyone lose any sleep over this, we're don't
3: fear not. Rest easy, sleep well tonight. We're still the best in the world at basketball, so everything is fine. Okay. The, the USA is doing just fine. We're the best in the world at basketball. You don't have to worry about that.
1: I got a question. So, so in my youth, when when we hated the Russians, right? It was all about, can we beat the rush, and there was this national pride, and I get that at the time, but that's really gone now. Do you guys as sports fans care about how good we are in international Not competitions? Even a
0: bit. I do, yeah. Okay, I don't. I still have a little Ameri- American pride. Now, with this, just zero, to answer this, like, I'm going through the roster here. I mean, like, Bam, bio, Harrison Barnes, Jeez, yeah. uh, Chris Middleton played, uh, but like Kyle Kuzma, Joe Harris, Brooke Lopez, <laughs> Mason Plumlee, P.J. Tucker. I'm surprised they made it to the quarters. Actually, a, yeah. <laughs> that's a Thaddeus Young, who's like a 31 year old. That's not even a good NBA team, dude. Thaddeus Young was a bench player for a Wolf team that lost like 60 games a couple years ago, and he was on Team USA basketball. So I almost think that instead of playing these games, the USA should put out a roster of. Here's the best players from the United States. What would the score be if they played France? And we all agree on this. would be a 50-point blowout. Okay, if it was like LeBron James and uh, Anthony Davis, okay, we're good on this. But I still have a little bit of pride. When I'm watching the Olympics or uh, other international competitions, I get a little mad when, like, Czechoslovakia beats us in, in, uh, in, uh, like, four-man luge. Do they have four-man luge? Do they stack four people on a luge or is that just
1: bobsled? You don't really care, do
0: you? I do. I do. I'm not going to say I lose a ton of sleep over it, but if I'm watching obscure winter Olympic events or I'm watching like synchronized swimming in the summer, I want the United States to prevail.
3: All right. Yeah, I just don't care enough to watch. You care about basketball, though?
0: Like, I I just don't care. I don't care about this. This isn't a representation of what would have happened if you put your actual best players out there. I mean, all this says is, hey, like. The seventh best roster you could have put out there isn't quite the best in the world. So
1: the rest and of the world the is catching up. This looks. like why are you even going? What? <laughs> why are you wasting your time doing it? How that? far down that path do you want to go? Like, what's <laughs> okay, what's the all point the, of anything? All of, the, all of those what's guys. What's the point of us? All of the Well, no right now? No professional sports leagues have a point. My enjoyment. Okay, this has but, nothing.
0: Th- but this is but this is enjoyable enjoyment to is, some people. Who? I'd like to talk to them. I feel like we're taking Judd down a very like existential
1: path here. Like,
3: <laughs> I'm Joe Harris, what, what, he's the what ultimate is the
1: meaning like, of life. Yeah. Joe Harris is like the <laughs> ultimate YMCA player. Why is he doing this?
0: But we're, Okay, let me flip this back on you guys. Where do you draw the line in terms of what matters, quote unquote, and what doesn't
1: in sports? The only thing personally that I care about is the leagues that I watch in season are entertaining and good. And I yes. get mad when they're not. Thank you. International play to me has jumped a shark. I don't care. If the Olympics go away tomorrow, I don't care. And and But what I hate as a sports fan, and I mean I despise, is these tournaments that aren't the Olympic games. They're just these arbitrary, I don't even know, we make them up and we play them. And then every once in a while a guy gets hurt, and I'm like, okay, really? You just took away my enjoyment of you in season to get hurt in some stupid competition that you shouldn't be playing, and that's my feeling. And it's watered down.
3: It's like when I watch the NFL, when I watch the NBA, when I watch Major League Baseball, those are the best in the world doing what they do. When you turn it into international competition, and I'll do respect to every other Nation in our world, we are all one. Um, but all due respect to them, like would you would you include France and Australia and China and India and and countries from all over the world? It's just, you're just watering down the talent. It's not as good of a product. And I don't care if you slap an American flag on it. I'm here to watch the best. When I sit, down, when I invest, whether it's money or two to three hours of my time to sit down and watch a sporting event. I want to see the best do it. Okay, and I th- when you turn, when you go to international competition, it's not the best. It's it's a lot of dudes who we never heard of and will never hear of again because they don't play at the highest level or on the biggest stage. And why do I care? Yeah. I think where where I where I will go down the path that you guys are going down is when I do.
0: So I watch Olympics. You know, I'm not watching 12 hours a day, but like I'm ducking in on the Olympics. I'll watch a little fencing. All right, I'll watch a little curling. <laughs> And when I watch fencing, oh God, I can't, dude.
1: Because <laughs> curling, you're, they're all they're drunk half the time. It's great to watch <laughs> that, that they sport.
0: Got a little little flask in their coat. They're very Zolgadian. But but like when I watch fencing or one of these obscure sports like bobsled, I think, all right. If you ranked all of the best athletes in the world who could do this but chose to go play basketball or something else, like if LeBron James decided to be a fencer, he would he'd cut a guy's head off with those electronic swords, right? You know. But he chose not to. How many people actually chose to get into fencing at the level it takes to be an Olympian? Like, are there 20 people in every country? Maybe. So that's one thing I do think of. But, but hold on. Like, back to the Let's say you, you are watching an international sporting event. It sounds to me like you guys don't. If Russia and the U.S. or the U.S. and Italy are matching
3: up in a sport and you're care, watching man. it. You don't care if Italy beats the US? Not really. It doesn't why make not? It, it doesn't make us a better country, does it? Well, that doesn't have to make when, us a better country. Well, but then what does it matter? When the Russians Why does it matter that they're wearing our flag? When, why does anything When the matter? Russians
1: were the Yankees, it was fun. Yes. Thank that you. was If awesome. I hate if I if they if they hated them. If there was a country that we
3: if that we collectively hated still, we we really don't have that. There's a little bad blood brewing with Russia. They're feisty. Um, they're, but, <laughs> they're fixing stuff like the election, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, they're not the, they're not the Yankees anymore. They're no. uh they're the uh who what was the team
0: that hacked into the other team's uh, computer that system? Was the uh, Cardinals. The Cardinals. Yeah. They're like the Cardinals. <laughs> These are like
3: the Rays. But we don't sometimes. have that. True. Like if Al-Qaeda had a hockey team. This is Royce's point.
1: This is Royce's
3: point. <laughs> yes. If Al-Qaeda had a hockey team, I'd be all in on Team USA hockey right. in the finals against Al-Qaeda.
1: Roycey made All that in. exact point. He said, that's what you need. <laughs> you need people to hate. I don't hate the Russians anymore. Sorry.
0: I had you clarified. Uh, Kobe Bryant. You get the Kobe Bryant quotes up here. He's a
3: psycho. He's hilarious. He's a crazy person. He's great. He's coaching his daughter's seventh grade basketball team. And posted this to Instagram today. Here's our fourth. <laughs> right off the top, he's a psycho. Here's our fourth place, quote, winner's picture. <laughs> LOL. Six of the kids in the picture stayed with me and worked every single day to get better and continue to work to this day. The seventh player, in parentheses, not in pick, missed this game for a dance recital, so that should tell you where her focus was at this time. From the original seven, we have added a player two years younger, sixth grade now, a player whose team in our area... Uh, folded and a player whose family moved here from Tennessee. The beauty of coaching is growing the players from the ground up. That journey continues. Hashtag Mambas. Tell me where he's wrong. <laughs> Where's he wrong? Here's the thing about it. okay. You know Rise, rise and Grind kids. <laughs> What's funny? Rise and grind. Him him laughing at the notion that they're winners. Literally, putting it in quotations and then putting LOL. It's, an absurd, it's, it's absurd to pose for a fourth place Or him trophy. calling out the 11-year-old girl for going to you a dance what? recital the, rather than a basketball That's the greatest
1: game. thing he could do for that kid to allow that kid to know her <laughs> faults. Here's the thing, though. That's what made him great. He should have said her name. <laughs> in, in all seriousness. <laughs> put a name on this, this is what made Kobe great. I'm sorry,
4: but you have the chance to be coached in basketball by Kobe Bryant and, and you, you choose a dance, dance recital
1: over recital. being coached by Kobe Bryant. Well, then Bryant. you know what? Quit the team. You I'm like sorry, dance that's you, you like you. You you dance more. To get but called out. Devote yourself to something. Something.
3: I'm about to bring these two conversations together. Going back to what Phil said. How many kids are trying to be professional basketball players compared to how many kids are trying to be professional dancers? If she had a recital, if she's a really I good dancer, that, she's, pick a path. if she's at the top of her class, pick which one do. she has a better chance of going pro as a dancer than a basketball player and... Given how WNBA players are paid, she'll probably make more money being then a dancer, too. you know
0: what? Too. They quit basketball. <laughs> then make a decision. She, she could make more money in Europe. She's an idiot. Gotta be honest. I'm with everybody's,
3: on everybody's preaching that kids are too specialized nowadays. They need to play more sports and have more interest. This girl has a dance recital. She had to pick. She picked the dance recital this it's dance, time.
1: Is dance a sport?
3: I mean, it's... Is dance a sport? Six five one six four six <laughs> eight, two five five.
0: We'll we'll spend the next hour dissecting it and maybe mix <laughs> in a little Packers Vikings discussion when we come back on Mackie and Judd with Rami. What should the Viking strategy be against the Packers this weekend? Uh, should it look like their strategy against the Falcons? Let's talk about Luther Brookdale Toyota before we go anywhere here. Six ninety four on Brooklyn Boulevard, where you've got all kinds of great new vehicles on the lot. Uh it's about 4 or 4 months now I've been in this RAV4 XLE with uh, safety features and technology that have blown my mind. I love the fact that you can just especially now with you can't you can't pick up a phone in your car, it's illegal. And so I love the EnTune system built into the center console and Apple CarPlay giving me easy tap access to I don't know audio apps like the Score North mobile app. It's very easy to uh just tap on it now I and mean, that's the future that we have in our cars. So stop in on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard and go say hi to people in the service department and also in uh, the showroom area that my family and I have been friends with and have been working with for 30 plus years. Going back to... Uh mid-1980s, I want to say. And uh, people, uh some of the same people, by the way, that were there in the 80s are still there today, and they are absolutely people that you want to work with. Mackie and Judd with Rami. We'll come back. We'll talk some Vikings. We'll talk some Packers. And in other news, also coming up in about 20 minutes.
2: Score North on AM 1500 KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. 94.5 KSTP FM St. Paul HD2. And on scorenorth.com. I like Hornick. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Ranking down at 12. Protection. And there is Phelan. he is into the end zone. Touchdown right from the get-go. Uh, I have no interest in, in dropping back 50 times if we don't need to. I'd like to win the way we did last week if that's the way it can happen. I'll play whatever game is called, whatever game we need, and all that really matters is that we find a way at the end to win. And I'm not going to nitpick or look at any of the, the steps along the way to get there. Let's just win.
0: All right. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Score North and the Score North mobile app. Vikings and Packers this weekend... And I think the biggest question, and, and they've been all over it on Purple Daily, you guys with Vikings Ventline five days a week now, uh, during the week have been posing this question, but you know, how much can you take from your blueprint against Atlanta and apply it to this game against the Packers and just even like laying it out over the course of a season? Cause if you go back to last year's, let me pull this up real quick. The Vikings and the Packers, uh, fought to a 29-29 tie mm-hmm. last year at Lambeau. And uh, and Rami was doing uh, was doing this show on the Green Bay side of things mm-hmm. in Milwaukee, and I think we looked at that, and and this is this is where you got to go back and sort of uh, check yourself. I remember watching that game against the Packers and thinking, "Wow, Kirk Cousins was magnificent," and they were down by two touchdowns in the third quarter on the road against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, and Kirk Cousins brought them back, tied the game. Yes, it would have been nice to pull that thing out, but wow. Like Put it on Kirk's shoulder. He was 35-48 of 48 in that game, 73% completions, 425 yards, four touchdowns. Man, the Vikings have found a passing game. This is it. This is what they pay Kirk Cousins for. And now I find myself saying, that's not the blueprint to win long-term over the course of a season. I don't think you're going to have games where he's only throwing the ball 10 times. But I would take the same thought that you had against Atlanta, which is run the ball, zone blocking, Delvin Cook, Kirk Cousins play action, sprinkling him in as needed, the idea and was let perfect. your defense do what it needs to do.
1: The idea was great. I, I think if you go back now and look at the Vikings' 2018 schedule, and because, Phil, you're right. At the time, you're like, oh, Kirk Cousins threw that ball on a dime to, to Thielen late in that game, and then they got the two-point conversion to Diggs, and they tied up the score, and wow, that's fantastic. At that time, you're not saying, oh, boy, this seems like a problem. But go back and look at the schedule now, and guys, look at the first four games. You beat San Francisco in Game 1, which at the time was a nice win. Shanahan, we, we thought Garoppolo was going to be good. He got hurt. And then Cousins has the big passing game in Week 2. You then play that dud of a game against Buffalo. You then play the Rams on the road in a game that as a fan was highly entertaining, but again ran uh, ran clockwise of what your coach wants but the Green Bay game to me, in fact, on a vent line today with Cunningham, we talked about this extensively. The Green Bay game to me in Green Bay was now, now it's obvious what the true faults were. Phil, to your point, you're down 20 to seven. So you're down by 13 in the third quarter. You're down 23 14 in the fourth. There are 31 combined points scored in the fourth. That's too much for a Zimmer led team. Cousins throws for 425 yards, but most importantly, at the end of the game in that box score, you threw the ball 48 times and ran it 18 times. Now, I know that that's a result of the fact that you fell behind in that game, but all of this gets us to a point of it's fun to talk about offense, and Cousins has paid a lot, and he has to do his job. Completely get that. But these conversations now, if the Vikings are to be as successful as people would like them to be in this town, these conversations need to go back to, if You need to go into Green Bay, and if you're going to win that game, it needs to primarily be with defense, with the offense doing its job. So I'm not giving them a pass, but if you go in again and uh, the defense does not play well, this is not a team built around, well, we're not playing well on defense and we're down by 20, and so Kirk, just go to it. It doesn't work that way for this team.
3: If If we're talking about how do you beat the Packers, I don't know what you have to do offensively to beat that Packers defense because I don't think we really know what that Packers defense is yet. Yeah,
0: like, they played Mitch Trubisky in week 1 for God's sakes. What a clown show. Fair.
3: That absolutely you could you could say that. Yeah. But <laughs> but I think Mike Pettine is a really good defensive coordinator who got some new toys to play with this year and he's a guy who changes his defense based on the pieces that he has to work with. He 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 doesn't have a set way of doing things. He's sort of Picks and chooses what he wants to do to put guys in a position to succeed. So you don't have a lot on tape to go off of in terms of what works to beat this particular defense with Mike Pettin and these players that he has to work with. If you want to talk about the flip side and what you do to stop the Packers offense, I think it still comes back to trying to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers with four pass rushers, drop back seven guys, and take away everything deep. And make him hang on to the ball and run and pat it and pat it until he either takes a big hit, has to run out of bounds, throw it away, or in the rare occasion, he, he makes a bad decision and tries to force something in that, that he probably shouldn't be trying to force in. But that's really rare with Aaron Rodgers. I think that's, that's the blueprint to beat, to beat Aaron Rodgers, always has been the blueprint to beat Aaron Rodgers. And Mike Zimmer has drawn up some of the more creative Blue, some of the more creative plans within that scheme that philosophy of take away everything deep and get a pass rush on him with four guys Mike Zimmer's been one of the best at doing that and finding ways to confuse him while he's doing it yeah. so i think that's how you do it i mean
0: here here's another way to look at it all right the vikings
3: last season and i get this is this is probably
0: a little bit too elementary of a breakdown for this but cuz there's so much that goes into why teams throw the ball more often if you're trailing in games uh, like if you have a bad defense, you're probably gonna throw the ball more because you're trailing in games, right? Uh, but I digress. The Vikings last year had the sixth most pass attempts of any team in the NFL, but they had the fourth best defense in the NFL according to yards per play allowed. And if you wanna go down the, uh, the path of, of, of points allowed defensively, uh, so they were, they were fourth in the NFL in yards per, uh, play, and they were a top 10 defense in, in points allowed, all right? why, if you have that good of a defense, and was it the best defense in the NFL last year? No, it was not. It was still a very good defense when you compare it to the rest of the league. Why do you find the need to throw the ball 600-plus times in a year in which you have one of the better defenses in the league? That feels frivolous to me. Unless, unless you have Tom Brady, Drew Brees, if you've got a Hall of Fame guy that you know is not going to screw things up and he's not going to throw a dumb interception or take a bad sack, get stripped of the football... All things that Kirk Cousins is prone to do, right? I just feel like you're asking for it. Your defense, if your defense is 25th in the league, it's probably going to be tough to run the ball down teams' throats on a regular basis because you're going to have to score 30 plus points, right? But if
3: you're playing in close games and you're trying to keep up with the other team, and the other team is scoring in the passing game, you kind of have to, you kind of have to throw the ball to keep up with them, don't you? Yeah, there's, of course. There's going to be times. Yes, you can't treat Kirk
0: Cousins uh, like I'm, um, you know a game manager like you can't you can't treat him well like the bears have treated Mitch Trubisky like mm-hmm. the bears if the bears are asking Mitch Trubisky to throw the ball 35 or 40 times per game over the course of a season that's the wrong blueprint i th- but i think you start by building your blueprint as if Kirk Cousins is a game manager and i think that's fine knowing that he can go above and beyond to that rami's, as
1: needed to R- rami's point i think that you can only afford if if you're the vikings and you say okay you're going to get involved in x amount of these games And you're going to have to throw, and you're going to have to throw the ball. I think you could probably afford, and Colin and I talked about this on Purple Daily today. I think you could probably afford about four of those games. And the rest of the time, your defense has to be that good. You've got, you, you are banking on what the Bears did last year, which is we're going to dominate defensively. Cousins is going to be necessary at times, but the key phrase there is at times. So if you consistently are like, okay, we're down again, or we're, we've got to get in. If if you get into shootouts too frequently, the Viking season is not going to be anywhere near the playoffs. I don't think.
3: One thing the Bears couldn't do against the Packers last week, and again, week one, we don't know how much of it was the Packers' defense is that good or the Bears' offense was that dysfunctional. They could not run the ball on them, and we know that's what we know that's what the Vikings are going to come out and try and and establish early on because of what we saw in week one. They're going to try and run the ball on him. If that doesn't work, it'll be interesting to see if they if they go off script and and start throwing the ball a little bit more, if Mike Zimmer's edict to run the ball is will still be in effect if it's no. if they can't crack the line of the, of the Packers. Short
1: passing game? Could be I'm a f- weapon. I'm fine with that. What I don't want Cousins to have to do, what I think he's incapable of doing too frequently, he can do it sometimes, is consistently, as the kids like to say, drive the ball downfield. Yeah. I think the, the the thing that's the
0: most, the biggest wild card in this division for the rest of the year is, was that Packers defense we saw in week one? Is that like the new defense? Is that? Are it's they... a, it's better. It's a lot better. Cause if all of a sudden, it's gonna be good. if they have a fringe top five defense and Aaron Rodgers, that's a different ball game mm-hmm. in this division.
1: Aaron Rodgers team scored 10 points in that Thursday night game. And I swear that I have not seen him happier post game in probably two or three years. When he went up to, uh like, it was bizarre how happy he was. He Mike scored Pettin, ten right? points. Yeah, yes. Mike, He walked up him. to
0: Mike Petton and because like somehow you know, I think there's there's been some friction on the you know the side of the Packers the last few years with Rodgers, and he walked up to Mike Petton and shoves him. Mm-hmm. And the look on the face of two or three other players and coaches around at first was like, "Oh my God, are they fighting? Is this like, is this a fight?"
3: Oh no, he's
0: just happy. Okay, he's happy that he has a defense.
3: <laughs> They've never seen that before. They've never seen Aaron Rodgers happy with a defensive coordinator.
1: <laughs> but but post game, his team scored. He scored ten points, and he was giddy.
0: Well, but how, and I don't blame him. He finally has a defense. How many times? I mean, Rami, I'm putting you on the spot here, but like, how many times in the in the last ten plus years has Aaron Rodgers been able to kind of struggle offense, scores you know ten points, and they win, and they win a game with other ways, right? With defense and special teams, like et two or three times yeah. tops.
3: And I'm not even exaggerating. Two it's or three always times him tops. Yes, if he didn't get it done, nobody was getting it done. Yeah. So, man, this this division is so wide
0: open right now. And who knows what... It's so hard to look at week one and say, well, that's the new Packers defense for sure. Or, well, Mitch Trubisky... I think Mitch Trubisky's garbage. But, like, week one is not... I like the
3: gratuitous shots all the time. You know, week one is not the it's week he, that you like would make that judgment. finding ways to bring that up.
1: You don't know about Trubisky, but I think he's horse bleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. In other news when we come back here...
3: In other news. Ah, yes, midweek, mid-show, time to take a break from all the hard-hitting sports talk we bring you here on Score North and bring you some of the weird and wacky news from around the world. We call it In Other News, including... In Other News. Montersville, Pennsylvania. Mm. Do you have the same one?
0: No. Okay, all right. No, I don't think you guys... There's one that... We'll get to it. Okay. I don't think you guys have this one.
3: A Pennsylvania couple who police say went on a spending spree after a bank... You stole mine. ...accidentally deposited $120,000 into their account and headed into trial. State police tell the Williamsport Sun-Gazette that Robert and Tiffany Williams of Montersville spent most of the money on items like an SUV, a race car, two four-wheelers, and a camper. Police say the couple also paid bills and gave friends fifteen thousand dollars wait Dude, I feel
1: like you could that's it's a lot of money but like is it that much money? A race car? A race car? Yeah, that seems... Why are, what? Why, if you're going to steal the money, are you giving it to friends? That's what frustrates me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How dare it. you be nice to your
4: friends? Just, Keep it all to yourself. Just hoard Be them. selfish. Hoard
3: it. BB&T Bank contacted the couple June 20th after realizing the error, telling the couple they were responsible for returning the funds. After they failed to repay the money, the bank took legal action. The couple faces felony theft charges. After they arrived at court Monday, Robert Williams told WNEP-TV, quote, they took some bad legal advice, and it probably wasn't the best thing in the end. <laughs> Why do I get the feeling that the bad legal advice was their buddy? Like, no, man, if they put it in there, it's years. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it was Panetta's friend.
3: With no, he has no law background whatsoever. It was Michael Panetta's friend. My cousin told me the pills were fine. But you know what? First of all, good on them for giving one hundred fifteen for giving fifteen thousand dollars to friends. Unlike Judd, I I I I think generosity is a is a good thing, and we should help out friends and family when when possible. We should all help each other whenever possible. We're all one. Um, but they paid off some bills. That sounds responsible to me. Now a race car and SUV. That sounds crazy. I think if one hundred twenty thousand dollars accidentally gets deposited into your bank account. It's yours, dude. Oh, so, so here's another question. I feel like that's yours, right? All right so, that's
0: if you if, bank. if you stumble upon some money on the ground, you mm-hmm. pick it up, and nobody asks any questions. It's like a five dollar bill on the ground. You pick it up, and you're fine, right? Yeah. Um. So, where do we draw that line? Like, if if you stumble into money that was mistakenly left somewhere or deposited somewhere, like if someone mistakenly deposited twenty, if a bank said, "Oops, here's twenty bucks," like, can you get is that a crime? Like, if you don't say anything, when, like I feel like when it does it be? become a thing? I don't.
1: I think, I feel like it shouldn't be. I think it becomes a crime when you would know that it's like if twenty bucks got changed. If if you lost it or gained it, you would know. So I feel it becomes a crime if it's a, an amount that you would actually know. Okay. Does that make sense? So if if it's so like let's it's say like it's five hundred dollars, I think you'd be like, "Oh, I have an extra five hundred dollars." That's a little bit odd. But, I mean, it, you're talking to a guy okay. who, who
0: once uh, you had go, his car repossessed because he true. didn't know that the auto payments weren't working. For Dude, four you, months, I almost so. had
1: my house <laughs> repossessed for the same reason. Dude, <laughs> you bought a you bought a hundred fifty dollar no watch because you were afraid to tell the person you thought it was whatever. I was already in the parking lot when I realized. <laughs> You almost had your house... Re- this is unbelievable. I thought I was irresponsible. How does the bank
3: just change... The loan just changes hands without telling me. Ridiculous. Yeah, I went how me. I mean, like,
0: I go from one car to another. I yeah. just set up a new account? I mean... <laughs> take my car out of the work parking lot during a Mackie and Judd show.
1: Keep if the money b- and take the pedals 100- That's
3: the, the Panetta way. Why not? Okay, two, two questions for you guys. If $120,000 ended up in your bank account and yeah. you didn't know how... A, would you say anything? Yes. B, how fast could you spend one hundred twenty thousand
1: dollars? I'd freak out. I'd be like, "This is way. This is way weird." One hundred twenty thousand dollars. I'd uh, be. After hearing this story,
0: I now would say something. Yes. Like, what if you spent? Okay, what if you didn't spend one hundred twenty? Like, well, I suppose if you spent if you spent twenty grand, they'd still want the hundred twenty grand back. Okay, so the you know, twenty question. If, if
1: if you if you went if you went to to your local um uh gas station slash shop to get cash. How much, it, and somebody had left cash in there. So like they hadn't taken their, their full amount or something so There's just 40 bucks weird. in there. Yeah, thing. what's the amount at which you would walk away and what's the amount at which you would tell the person at the gas station, hey, well, I think something's wrong here. At an ATM, there's a camera. So I know I'm getting caught. So I'm not going to take that money. But if, but it's, if there's just a $20 yeah, bill sitting in there. If it's 20, I'm gone. In fact, I think I did this once. Years ago, <laughs>
0: I, oh, wait. I love how you bring the like you bring a very specific story up and say, "I think I did this once." This is literally just to clear your conscience. I right was
1: I, I was at an old Northwest Bank building in the early nineties, and I think I put in to get a hundred dollars, and I think it was I think one twenty was there, so I think there was a stranded twenty just sitting there that came out on top of my one hundred, and I just walked away with it.
0: I love how you remember that you stole twenty dollars
1: like thirty years I ago. I don't really consider you can't it. I kind stealing. of feel bad about it. I still. consider I consider that being opportunistic. <laughs> is
4: it stealing? Is it is just left news? there? I don't think it's stealing.
1: You just found it.
4: It's just left there. I
1: just found one
3: hundred twenty thousand dollars in if, my bank. account. there's 20, that's what I get.
0: <laughs> if there's a twenty sitting in there, if, if there's like if there's a stack of hundreds or something, yeah, okay, I, you might want to. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. No other news. All right. I don't know. This is from Deadline.com. Paramount Pictures. I'm, I'm gonna I'm to withhold the the giveaway here because I want to ask you guys. All right, all right. Paramount Pictures is gonna remake a 1997 action thriller.
3: They're gonna oh, recast I saw it. this.
0: I saw this. I
4: saw this. Yeah.
1: Okay, Judd. I think I heard this about this. This movie's
4: th- right up Judd's alley, right?
1: Yeah, I think I heard about this on. Uh, yeah, I think I know. It, which which it,
0: 90s it, action movies would it's you? It's a
1: hockey really- term, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, I did Face hit, Off.
1: I did hear this couple of Paramount
0: Pictures is giving a facelift to Face Off, the 1997 action thriller starring John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. The studio is going to reboot the film with a new cast. They've got a new uh, writer, they've got a new producer, and a new executive producer. And the second paragraph is, and this is accurate, given a fairly preposterous-sounding premise, the original film was a wild ride. Spoiler alert, uh, the premise was... One guy was like, was it John Travolta was trying to track down Nicolas Cage or vice versa? One guy was the good guy, one guy was the bad guy. I don't think I ever saw it. John and, Tra- uh,
3: Or Nicolas Cage starts the movie as the good guy. Okay. Then turns into the bad guy. Because he did a face swap yeah. due to laser surgery yes. with John the Travolta. Travolta. They swapped faces. If you're remaking this <laughs> movie. <laughs> they took the face
0: <laughs> off.
4: If you're remaking this movie with that name. And those two actors, as the original actors, you don't recast. You just bring those guys back.
0: John John Travolta, by the way, has had a few more of those
3: procedures in the yeah. last. <laughs> 20 years. Yeah, that's
4: why too. you bring him back. The last that's why time I also saw. Also bring Nicolas Cage back.
1: <laughs> you, know who else
3: you know who else you have to bring back? Howie Long. What? what? Who had a part in Faith? Off. Did he? Yes, he did. All right, I got to pull this up.
1: Didn't point, didn't point Break bomb? Didn't the new Point Break just do oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. terrible? It was terrible. Um, Why are we doing this? I got. I cut some, Hollywoods out of ideas for
3: movies. I, I caught some flack today for saying Rocky Three wasn't good. Uh, Face Off was terrible. Face Off was Wait, a bad you said Rocky movie. Rocky Three wasn't good. Yeah, Rocky. Did you 3, tell Phil that? Rocky Three was not a good movie. Rocky Three is an amazing movie, but it's, it's not. Really it's not, not one of good. the four best Rocky movies. Mm, mm, I could have done without. You could have just gone one, two, four. Rocky Balboa, Creed, and Creed Two. I feel like you may have skipped the beach running scenes. <laughs>
1: What was three? Which one was three?
0: Mr. T. <laughs> That's
1: Mr. Oh, T. Oh, I yes, love that one. And we're
0: Rocky. Spoiler, Pain. spoiler, elite uh, alert. Where uh, Mick dies. <laughs> spoiler. Rock has to avenge the death of Mick.
3: Which, by the way, they tried to make. And Collar made the same point. I don't know if you ever said it on the air. We were having discussion off the air. Everybody, they make Clubber Lang out to be the bad guy in that because he quote-unquote killed Mick. Well, no, he hit he hit on Rocky's wife. Okay. He throws Mick to the ground. Now, Mick charged him. This is the Don Zimmer-Pedro Martinez thing all over again. So Mick deserved it? What am I supposed to do if an old man charges me? Just stand there and let him charge me? No, you're you're getting thrown to the ground, old man. Okay, here's where... And that's the nicest thing I can do. I'm not going to pummel you, but you're getting thrown to the ground. Okay, here's where I'll agree with you,
0: all right? I feel like they teased... They teased Mr. T killing Mick, but they kind of went with uh, he's old and he had a bad ticker already, and they should have just gone all in with Mr. T killing Mick. He should have just punched his head off. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: That's, that's, that's terrible. That's, that's made the, that would have made the plot that's better. That's terrible. Yeah.
1: Hey, did, did I also see that we have a new Rambo coming out?
3: Yes. Now that looks yeah, awesome. It comes out,
1: like, what, next week? I but think in nine days. Didn't we just have a Rambo, like, two years ago that was yeah. supposed to be the last Rambo? Give me more Rambos.
0: Yeah, and by the way, uh, Sylvester Stallone has, like, short Rocky hair in the movie. So now we've j- we've just taken, like, Rocky and put him in as Rambo. John
3: Rambo's great, by the
0: way. I All love right. the fact he never talks. He needs long hair, though. Rambo? There has to
4: be a Sylvester Stallone just universe of movies, right? And they're, the end sequence of this movie, is the end game of these movies, is just like three different Sylvester Stallones just looking at each other, <laughs> figuring out how they're going to beat someone up. Arm
0: wrestling Sylvester yes. Stallone, boxing Sylvester Stallone, Rambo. Rambo. I love
1: Rambo. Like The, the fat, fat raw, cop in
3: Copland Sylvester Stallone. I could watch. I don't care how old Sylvester Stallone gets. Sylvester I could
4: Stallone from The Expendables. I
3: I will count that body count as long as he wants to. I'm all for Rambo. By the way, Rambo, my nickname in Pop Warner Football. Oh. Because I had long hair and uh, a very Caucasian coach, you didn't want to bother learning
1: my name. Oh, yeah, you told us the story. That's good, though. I'm, I In can see it. News? You're very violent. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mac, Mac, Mac-er, uh, Ra- <laughs> Ram- uh, Ram- Rambo. 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 I'm going to call you Rambo. Uh, the other news. It's a tough name. <clears throat> On August 30th, Richard McEwen, 26, was arrested after he allegedly broke into Taylor Swift's beachfront See, mansion... See, now you stole one of mine. ...in Rhode Island. We are even now. McEwen, who was barefoot at the time, officer apprehended him, was charged with breaking and entering and willful trespassing and later released on $5,000 bond. But the story does not end there. After... the If that arrest was intended to serve as a wake-up call to McEwen, he apparently didn't get the memo. On Monday, McEwen was charged with criminal mischief after he allegedly drove his car on President Trump's golf course in Bedminster, how appropriate is that, New Jersey, and did donuts on the greens, according to the Washington Post. Not fake news. Police said McEwen has driven his vehicle onto the greens twice in the last week, on September 3rd and September 8th. In the process, he left circles on two different putting greens, causing at least $17,000 in total damage. McEwen has been released pending a future court date but a spokeswoman for the trump organization told cnbc yes she talks to them that he will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law isn't that it? that's that's revenge the
0: democratic revenge right there we're gonna we're gonna get you by doing circles on your greens
1: that's what's gonna happen how does that not go to fox news, <laughs> other news?
0: all right gentlemen from vice.com i'm just gonna read this look we respect uh, i don't know why this, this story starts with like a weird first paragraph um, Most of them, too. <laughs> uh, it's been such a white-claw summer that police departments have taken it upon themselves to remind everyone that there are, in fact, laws when you're drinking claws, and everyone's collective thing for hard seltzer has contributed to an ongoing nationwide claw shortage. People are all up in arms about the claw shortage, I right? I don't believe it, by the way. Marketing ploy? Yeah. Genius. <laughs> Despite the fact that black cherry and ruby grapefruit have probably been written in at the bottom of the endangered species list by now... An as yet unnamed fraternity in Austin, Texas somehow still allegedly swooped seven thousand five hundred dollars worth of white claw See, for a party. This this that's and there's a there's a picture of I don't know if this is what seven thousand five hundred dollars of white claw looks like, but this is a lot of white claw on a crane or on a forklift. Uh, and it says, uh, I still can't believe this frat came and bought $7,500 worth of White Claw. And if you could describe this picture to the Oh husband.
1: my God, that's a whole pallet full of White Claw. <laughs> well, <they're not> gonna <laughs> About eight feet high. <laughs> there won't be any laws after you drink No wonder claws. we have a
0: claw shortage. These dudes <laughs> bought all of it. It's amazing. Uh, so somebody swooped in and uh, is that what like, do do fraternities do like fundraisers? I've never is been this in is? a fraternity. I haven't either. I but where do once. you get seventy five hundred bucks? Is like some is a rich dad stepping in and saying, yeah. "How much white claw do you need, Sonny?"
1: Oh no, I How think they mango? have. No, I think they have like fees and stuff so that, okay. that they, they what, can
3: collect. In PCU, they would uh, throw keggers and
1: put the money towards the frat house. The best part was the o- old days when they would have um, pledge parties and you you go in and get drinks for free, and they really didn't charge you much. Those, Those were the good old days. Judd
0: did that last week at the U of M, didn't he? Believe
1: me, if I could get away with it, I still would. Okay, so. Uh, don't tempt me. Safety Harbor, Florida. Oh, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> Have you? I think I've been to Safety Harbor. Is it safe?
3: Do you feel safe? No, there? of
1: course no. not. Florida.
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pretty silly.
1: Authorities say a
3: burglar broke into a Florida home, cooked himself an early morning meal, and told the resident there to, quote, go back to sleep. The home's occupant told investigators he awoke to discover the man cooking and eating. Sometime after 4 a.m. Thursday, the burglar ran from the house with the resident called 911. Deputies from the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office tracked down the suspect in a wooded and swampy area behind the home. Deputies say Gavin Krim, a 19-year-old Marine, allegedly entered the home through an unlocked rear door. An arrest report mentioned the suspect may have been under the influence of alcohol. If I woke up and walked into a kitchen and a burglar was so nonchalant as to just say, go back to sleep, I'd probably think it was a dream and just go back to sleep, <laughs> would did you? Wait, so did the burglar steal anything no, other than just, like food from the pantry? He just made breakfast. Do, do we know what the breakfast consists it of? It doesn't say in the story I'm Were there enough
1: here. for two? <laughs> If if dawn was out of town and someone broke into my house and I came downstairs and they were cooking like like let's say it's eggs and waffles and stuff. What if it was
3: like the whole nine? Like there was French toast. I'd be like oh,
1: bacon, I'm, eggs. I'm, I'm in.
0: You're not even mad, are you? He's holding a gun and saying, "After we eat, I'm taking your TV and your stereo system." Oh, I'd be like, "That's fine." But we've got an omelet station over here. My stereo system.
1: Go ahead and take it. I don't listen to it anymore.
3: How many stars of breakfast would it have to be for you to not? Be upset that this dude's in your house. He didn't even break a door. He walked in through an unlocked door, so nothing's broken. Actually, what would be the stolen?
1: What what would be the food? What breakfast food? Oh man, would you say okay? That's it, bingo.
0: If if there was uh, salmon locks, uh, Mm. uh, everything bagels, and a Bloody Mary bar, he can have the TV.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding? The TV won't be enough to compensate him for that.
3: (laughs) You have it all. You for me? Biscuits and gravy. If you made biscuits and gravy... <laughs> Robbie, Robbie, always, Robbie always goes
1: with the highest caloric
3: possible. Like, if you made fresh-made biscuits and gravy from scratch, sausage gravy from scratch... Oh, man. You can take take
0: whatever you want. Yeah, Mattress. <laughs> Actually, you know what? If it was a TCL TV, I'm not giving up the TCL TV. No, you don't give up the TCL No, No. Sir. There's some other offshoot brand. Not even for salmon? Not even for salmon. Oh. No. Well... No, no, not even <laughs> You can always get another,
1: go buy yourself no. another TCL. Everyone's yeah, happy.
0: You could. I mean, technically, if a burglar did come into your house and uh, stole your TV and offered you breakfast, you could just go to any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities, and you could go look at the award-winning new lineup of TCL 4K Roku TVs with the best picture quality, probably the best price, too, if you do some comparison shopping, and also the best slate of entertainment Connected options. If you're a cord cutter and there's all kinds of you out there, I know there's a lot of, uh, cord cutters over the last couple of years that have just said, uh, uh-uh, can't pay 250 bucks a month for cable anymore. There's no better TV slash streaming service than TCL and Roku because you get 5,000 plus streaming channels and 500,000 plus movies and TV show episodes. TCLUSA.com or you can go, like I said, to any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities. Mackie and Judd with Rami. We wrap with Roycey on the other side. 5.42 here at Score
4: North. Jonathan Harrison here with the Score North download. We get another look at the injury report as we head into Vikings Packers this week. And Courtney Cronin tweets out, Pat Alfline has a knee injury and did not practice along with Mackenzie Alexander's elbow Anthony Barr, Josh Doxson, and Mark Fields showed up on the injury report for the first time this week and were limited Wednesday during practice. So that's been, that is the injury report for the Vikings heading into Vikings Packers this weekend. That's been your score north download. Now back to the final segment today of Mackie and Jonathan All
0: right. Thank you, Jonathan. All right, do you want to clarify your your gaffe there, Rami, in that last well, second? slandering Howie Long's name. I think
3: I just have to quit for a mistake this bad, right? Just remove myself from the public eye. It wasn't face off. It was a broken arrow that Howie Long was in. Oh, man. With John Travolta. Uh,
0: Pat Pat Roycey here, uh, wrapping up the show with us like he does every day. Hollywood. Ha- we thought Hollywood was was had jumped the shark long ago with their remakes of unnecessary movies that need to be remade. Yes. Paramount is going to remake Face-Off, the late 90s action movie with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage.
2: Uh, Well, I think I'd rather have him remake uh, Broken Arrow. Uh, Was that not a uh, feature film uh, in which uh, Hilly Berry had a uh, prominent role? Am I wrong?
3: In Broken Arrow? Broken Arrow. Wasn't she in Broken Arrow? You might be right. I mean, I'll pull up the mm-hmm. cast. I'll pull up the IMDb IMDb page. It's very important. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm a big fan of uh, I'm, big, I'm a big fan of Halle Berry uh, Same movies, here. particularly when she's walking out of the ocean in a bikini. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so anyway, so which, Pat which, is which, Ho- right. Of, which which, by the way, that was the start of that movie, right? And I said this is one of the greatest Bond movies ever. Just uh, yeah, Jinx or whatever. It
0: anyway, is uh, is Jose Barrios back?
2: Uh you know what uh, I think I was the guy who told you that he uh, threw the ball a little better in uh, Boston that the results weren't there but I was very uh, pleased with the fact that he stopped throwing that sinker and uh, was throwing more changeups and uh that maybe if he started throwing the fastball where he wanted to he could be okay and uh that's certainly what we saw last night uh you know if he keeps throwing a fastball out of the middle of the plate and, and mixing in that changeup and uh you know with the with the curveball he had then you know he, that curveball becomes a lot more effective if he uh, if he's not throwing it in a 3-1 count uh, don't you think so uh, anyway it's uh yeah he looked great last night he was terrific and it's funny this lineup all of a sudden this Washington lineup is not scoring uh runs uh, I think the last 8 games they they've been tro- struggling which is right before that they had a streak where they were averaging 10 for like oh, two weeks it's a weird game this is uh and they, they haven't had injuries so they just stopped it those things happen but yeah, yeah I thought he was great last night
1: I, I cannot find Halle Berry on the list of the uh, cast of Broken Arrow, Pat, unfortunately. Okay, well, I, so, I, know, up, uh, I know I
3: know the movie mix he's up. mixing it up with. The, the title is right on the tip. I'm just going to research while you guys talk to Pat. I'll have, I'll have
2: it before we're done here. We appreciate Don't say that. it's on the tip of your tongue. That's not good. Great. Right anyway. <laughs> yes, I, I'm here tonight, and we're a uh, very hopeful plane. It's supposed to drizzle, but uh, 640 Stark will uh, come in handy, and uh, then tomorrow I they've got real problems. I guess it's supposed to be gully washer day tomorrow. So
3: Swordfish. Uh, so swordfish. They, they got, they got swordfish. Swordfish is the movie. Yes.
1: Broken Arrow, Swordfish. Close okay, enough. It. Yeah. Now, let's remake Swordfish. <laughs> 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 Only if Halle Berry appears <laughs> hey patrick uh who who is of of the of the hurt players who is coming back soon it, and is sonoa back and how long is he expected to be out now
2: well i think that uh the fact that they won last night caused them not to play any of these guys today i saw kepler taking bp today he was swinging okay uh i think i don't know about Sanoa, but uh, i think they're I think they're, uh, ready to play, and, uh, Marwan, I don't know about him. He might have announced his retirement for all I know. But, uh, uh, but I think those other two guys are ready to play, but they just, you know, this is the old, we're not going to rush them twins, and if they, the, the fact that they won last night makes this one less urgent, so they, they aren't playing them again tonight. Yeah. That, that's my theory, anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You can't get any. You're not getting straight answers on that stuff from these boys uh, anymore. Those days are over. So you just uh, you just got to take the BS and uh, you know try to figure out if it's the truth or not. And uh, but I think they're they're going to be back here now. Uh, the, the the thing is, I was thinking about this today. There is a lot of cold weather baseball ahead of these, this team if they make the playoffs. Right, we're we're going that other direction, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with the temperature here, and uh, it's uh, so Miguel's uh, bad back uh, would would uh, maybe become problematic. I don't know.
0: That is something that we've, so we so they had the two home playoff games in two thousand ten. But we had, we had amazing weather at the beginning of 2010 and then at the end of 2010. So they, there's a chance if they, even if they get into like the middle of October, that it could be below freezing at some point.
2: Hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh what when when is the uh not that it's uh, very possible, but what uh, when, when is the World Series end this year like the second if it goes seven games yeah so it's, the, the last November. couple of
3: years it's been going till about November second or third I think is when it usually wraps up
2: yeah. how about those brewers man? how about how bad is that? losing that guy Wow. Yeah, Christian Yellow's broken, Yellich, knee broken kneecap. Oof, that doesn't sound
3: too good. Though, and dude. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember ever seeing that. Tom Hodricourt from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I actually just saw it come across my timeline a second ago. Um, only. MLB broken kneecap on a foul ball I could find Cincinnati's Jeff Kepinger in the 2008 season, so. And, and so he did some research, and that was the only one that wow. he could find. It's such a freak injury.
1: Jermaine, Dye broke his leg that way, but
3: yeah, no, the to cap. hit it that hard straight down into your knee that it breaks your kneecap mm. is just Ooh. crazy. Ugh. It is. It's uh, it's
2: horrible to say the least. So. Um, yeah, that was, and they've, they've been playing good too, right? Four or five in a row. They're sort of yeah. in the wild card race. Yep. I heard the Nats guys talking up here, and you know, the Nats that are uh, pretty, pretty well wrapped up, and now all of a sudden they're uh, kind of going back to the pack here, and uh, they don't have that wild card cinched right now either.
0: Yeah. Uh, Pat, we haven't seen Bruznar Gratterall in five days since he gave up three runs and couldn't get anybody out, uh, out in that game against Cleveland in extra innings. Uh, do you think are they just going to kind of back burner him now after that, or do you think there is still a chance that he pitches in some close games and becomes a major factor for the two? What do you think?
2: I would doubt it. I would doubt it. I would think that uh, he won't become a major factor. I think uh, you know you got enough right in. You got Romo, May, and uh, and uh, Duffy right now. That you know you go into the postseason, you got a chance to win. You are going to pitch those four guys, right? And I think little Latell is ahead of him too, don't you? I mean, Latell is, they kind of like him because he can come in and throw hard for an inning or two. So they got, they got so many right handers and they, they love Romo, man. He comes out there and all you can think of is Sammy Cassell dancing down the (laughs) court.
0: Yeah. No, he's, okay. He threw, he threw like 10 consecutive (laughs) sliders last night. (laughs) 10? Yeah. And that's basically saying, did
2: you see him? Did you see him still glaring at the umpire for not giving him that one? Yeah. Before he after he struck the other guy out. He was still cloaking, I think with that pitch that he that slide ball that he got about because of the not that one not getting called the strike, there was about two more foul balls after that. But um, he was yeah, it's it, I've never seen like I've never seen a guy pitch like him in my life. Just okay. You know, it's and uh, they did I think Boys on TV. I was why well, I didn't cover the game last night. I was watching. I think they said that uh, uh, Garver two straight pitches, laid in that at bat, tried to get him to throw fastballs, and he shook him off. <laughs> so, no, sir. But well, you you don't know me yet. We throw sliders unless unless told different. We told sliders. But we throw sliders, buddy. That's all so, we do. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, to answer your question, game seven, uh, potentially game seven of the World Series this year, October 30th, so we don't get to oh. November 1st. Oh, we don't get That's November, the good news. Yeah. Hey, Pat, where, yeah. where does Garver rank a- among, in, in the time that you've watched this team, which obviously is from day one of their first game at 61, where does this rank just as far as just off the charts? And it lo- I mean, it might be real. I mean, he's very good, but just as far as off-the-chart oh, seasons. Well, he's got
2: a fantastic Little power swing. I mean, that's about as short a power swing as I've ever seen. I'd say, and I'm trying to think. Great shocks in Twins history. That it's there, right? I mean, I, I, I'd have to spend a lot of time. Like
1: it's a Patrick Plus, is what I think out. we got here,
2: right? Patrick, Patrick Plus. Figure out. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's it's thirty home runs and half time. He plays half the time. He's got thirty home runs and he. What do you have, eight? I think he had eight in the big leagues, right? Coming into this season, mm-hmm. you know, he hadn't played regularly. But I think it was eight. So this is incredible. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. Say, I was trying to think up something smart ass to say about this, but I just couldn't do it. So I would just like to issue congratulations to Mr. Backey that he's going to marry a uh, wonderful lady and uh, smart and beautiful and all those good things. And uh, I'm uh, I'm very happy for him, even though uh, (laughs) he probably had to run her through the analytics before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you, Pat. The the analytics here are very – the OPS on this one is well over (laughs) 1,000.
3: Oh, for her now, what do you, you think? What do you think? Her, <laughs> yeah. What would you say her uh, war is? What would you say her war oh, is, I'm Pat? Not, oh, yeah, yeah. What's I Phil's war?
2: Right up there with, her wars are right up there with Willie Mays.
0: You know what? So I've got a low, I've got a low uh, war, but I'm good in the clubhouse. All
2: right?
0: <laughs> 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 Phil's got a lot you're of intangibles.
2: You're <laughs> you're not Lance Lynn.
0: Oh, I'm not yeah. Lance Lynn. No. So
2: in this relationship, you know, the, it's the other way of the relationship. You often hear her here. She has a lot of personality. In this case. Phil's the one with the personality. Yeah. You know, when, when you say, well, yeah, you know, she's great, but Phil's got a lot of personality.
0: Yep. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. All right, All Pat, right. we'll see you tomorrow. See you. Goodbye. All right. That's uh, a with Roycey. Patrick Royce, columnist, Star Tribune. Yes. Yeah. I. Uh, for people who are wondering what the hell is he talking about, uh, I'm going to get married in December.
3: Actually, uh, my girlfriend told me I didn't see it, and you never said anything to us off the air. My girlfriend said she saw it on Twitter or Instagram like two or three weeks ago. I was like, really? I haven't heard anything about this. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Jonna posted about it two or three weeks ago. Well, congrats. And uh, I posted about it, too. And I said,
3: do I bring it up now? Or should I have seen this on Twitter and now do I look oh, like a Oh, I wouldn't worry about it.
0: <laughs>
3: and, guys, and, don't worry about stuff like that. And,
0: and yes, for the hundred people who've said, whoa, you've outkicked your coverage. Yeah, I thank you. Appreciate that. that I? Uh, the gals love that, though.
1: The gals love that. Always go with that. It's great. What the the guy has out? They like their to. I yeah, like to hear it. Yeah. This so is, this so is true though. So when oh well me too. But when the gal <laughs> hears it, she loves it, and I'm always like, absolutely. It would never be like, oh no, I think I'm pretty handsome. No, is, I'm a catch too. Damn it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: really, really not at all. Either. I'm cousins like. I mean, it supposed to be fifty two, fifty one. I mean, again, but I mean, we won the game. You can just kind of a game manager. <laughs> yeah. You know, You yeah.
0: can step up if you need husband to. husband manager. <laughs>
1: Just check downs. Marriage manager. Marriage check downs. Of course I get the garbage out. (laughs) Can I wash the dishes? Just check downs. Do you want the remote? Those jeans (laughs) look great on you. (laughs) Nothing too nothing too, you know, too far off the map. Nope. Just stay with it in your lane and Manage the marriage. Exactly.
3: So I I was play asking good defense too. You gotta play good defense. Of course I'm into bed.
0: I was asking Lou Nanny the other Lou Nanny was on with us at the at the state fair and I said this is before we took the microphones. I said, Lou, give me uh give me your best marriage advice. What do you what do you think? And he goes, Well, for our twenty fifth anniversary, I dropped uh, my my wife and I went to uh went to Italy and uh, for our fiftieth I went back and picked her up. <laughs> Thanks, Appreciate it.
3: That's good.
0: Uh, all right, we're back tomorrow. We have tomorrow. Jason Stark is on the show, Jason Fitz, and the quarterback cesspool challenge. We'll give you the results from the first week, and we'll pick for the second week. And we have to start narrowing down some of our punishments, too. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, available via podcast, Apple, Spotify, Scornorth mobile app. Please give us a five-star review if you like the show. It helps spread the word to more people. How do you remind me of these things after I say stupid stuff?
1: Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best to get Live One Plus now.